Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today, I'm going to talk about all the different ways that I have made money in the past. So all my different income streams. I always think income is such a taboo topic compared to like saving and spending because, especially because, right, we are told in life that you go to school, you get an education, you go to uni, you get a job and you then pay your bills and you crack on, right? That's just how you how, how it's viewed. And we always get told like your salary is your salary. You might be able to like wangle a pie pay rise or whatever that is, but you were always um, at the hands or at the mercy of the employer. But there are so many different ways that you can make income. And the amazing thing about this is we live in a world where we have the internet, we got the world wide web and we can do so many things with that. Now, the, the thing about this is when you say, oh my God, how do I make more money? A lot of the things are long burners, right? They're not necessarily instant cash. So when you're thinking about making money, it's thinking long-term, how am I increasing my income? Um, But I just want to go through all the different ways that I've made money from when I first started making money to my life today, just because I thought it'd be quite interesting. So let's get into it. So when I was 16, I got my first ever job at Argos. I started off as a customer service person and then I got promoted to jewellery team leader, which was fun. Got to be on the jewellery counter. And that was obviously uh, shift work and I got paid monthly. Then my second job was as a waitress at the Beef Eater, a waitress slash a bar girl, which um, was fun, but I got paid um, I got paid weekly. Oh, wait, I, with Argos, I got paid monthly. With Beef Eater, I got paid weekly. Um, obviously, you also make tips. So that's the thing about being in hospitality, right? You get your standard salary and then you also get tips. Now, I wasn't always, I was. I did more bar work than I did waitressing, so I didn't always get a tip, but there was locals in the bar. Um, I remember there was two guys called John, old John and young John, and they always used to leave me a little tip and that shit adds up. Um, and also, and I'm going to really out myself here. And if anybody else works in hospitality, um, in like catering or like restaurant or whatever, don't even lie and say you don't do this. But obviously you would get a meal, wouldn't you? Like if you had a long shift with your um, restaurant, you would obviously get food. And sometimes if um, somebody sent back a half eaten meal and I was like clearing their table, I'd eat their chips. I would used to do that. A, I love chips. B, I obviously had no concept of any kind of bother about it, them touching it or their own hygiene. Um, and I was like, free meal, extra free meal. So I was saving myself money there. Uh, <laughs> I, really, I don't know why I just told you that, actually. But I thought it was funny. Next up, when I was 19, I got my first full-time job. So this was a salaried nine-to-five job and I was an account exec and my starting salary was £12,000. And I was like, I'm a fucking baller. I'm making so much money. And when you go from being a waitress to having a full-time job, you really do feel like you are queen of the world. Um, Now I look back and I go, wow, £12,000. How did I fucking survive? Obviously, I was living at home, so 
that's fine. And then I actually remember when I I applied for this job, I was in the um, dispense dispensary in Beefeater. So it's like where the dishwasher is. Like, And I was cleaning out the glasses and I was on my phone and I was like searching for jobs because I was like, I cannot work here anymore. I need a fucking full-time job. And I was like on Job Seekers, like the government website. And I see this thing. It was like account executive. And I was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, I'm just going to apply. And I'd written my CV. I'd written a cover letter. And I applied for this job and I spelt my boss's first and last name wrong. So I remember him replying like, hey, even though you spelt both of my names wrong, I'd still love to bring you in for an interview. And I was fucking mortified. I also then remember being there and then being asking about salary and they were like, oh, it's, you know, £12,000 starting. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, I don't know if that's fucking great. Oh my God, I fucking, yeah, yes, yeah, sign me the fuck up. Um, and I remember in my interview, they they said to me, I'd put on, I'd put on my CV as a skill, SSMA, which is a street style martial arts. Uh, because one time we did a half day course in PE lessons at school and I put that on my CV. I thought that was obviously so important for a marketing job. Anyway, I remember coming back, getting the job and telling all the locals who were, you know, in their 60s, 70s, like, guys, oh my God, I'm leaving. I've handed them a notice. I've got a job. And they were like, oh my God, yeah, what is it? How much? And I was like, ah, I'm on £12,000. And they were literally like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's like child labour. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's so much money. Um... It's just funny, isn't it? Perspective. Anyway, by the time I left that job, like 10 years later, I was on about a £45,000 salary, which I think is probably why one of the reasons why it was so hard to leave to then quit my own job, because I had a stable fucking income. I was 20, you know, 7, 28 on a £45,000 income, which obviously was amazing. And I'd worked so hard to get there, but it just wasn't right for me. Um, but within that job over the whole 10 years, I also had the opportunity to make commission. So if I was hitting my targets, hitting my KPIs, I could make bonus money sometimes I did sometimes I didn't um because the commission structure changed you know like as it does anybody who works in sales knows the trials and tribulations of commission based um not based but but commission within a business it's interesting so yeah so that was like my life for 10 years but within that I made money in a bunch of other ways so First up, obviously, I wanted to be an actress, right? So I had an agent when I was 18 and I got a couple of acting jobs. Nothing crazy, but I was making money from acting. I actually was in an advert. I remember it was a day shoot for an advert for the channel Dave. <laughs> and I played a chav, which was Lowe's, and I got paid like a grand. And I didn't even speak. So if anybody's an actor or thinking about going into acting, um, extra work or commercials pay well. So that was good. Um, and then I also used to do this thing called role play, which was not fucking get your mind out of the gutter. It wasn't dirty. It was medical role play. So basically I would, you know, when doctors are finished, where, like they've trained for years and then they have to do exams. One of the exams that they have to do is uh, in-person like physical exam where they pretend, so this is for the GPs, where obviously RCGP, which was Royal College of General Practitioners. I used to... Um, go into, you, you'd basically go up to the college and there'd be a bunch of other actors, a bunch of like um, people, examiners. I would have to learn a couple of pages of text off by heart about a character. So, you know, I'm Sally and I'm 15 years old and I've got, you know, a rash on my leg and all of these things about my sexual history, my parent history, all of that. And then you go in and in front of this doctor who's doing their exam, you have to improvise and role play as a sick patient and you do that throughout 
the day. You, you play the same character multiple times, but with different GPs who are tr- who are in an exam to be a GP. And I used to get paid a couple of hundred pounds a day to do that. And uh, it's a long fucking day, but it was a cool job, actually. I met some cool people. I've met some people that I'm still friends with now, which is so nice. Um, but yeah, they were my... I'm, I'm, that's what, another way that I made income. Now, another way was selling stuff, either that I've made or that I had. So the stuff that I had, I might sell like my clothes. I might sell um, random shit that I had. Um, I never used to have loads of things when it comes to clothes. So I didn't necessarily make loads from that. But eBay, Vinted, I used to make a little bit and it was a good way for it to not go to waste. And then I used to sell stuff that I made. So I used to make cards. I used to uh, draw. I used to, I still do, make clay pots. So random little crafty things, not only that I enjoy making, but I would then sell them. Again, didn't make loads, but it was another way that I was bringing in income. Um, I also then use top cashback a lot. Um, I've made a good couple of hundred pounds on top cashback, which is basically a website that you go on. And every time you go to spend money, it could be on a holiday. It could be on a takeaway. It could be on a new pair of shoes. You can go through their website and then you purchase the item online like normal through the retailer. But because you've gone through top cashback, um, when you spend money, you get cash back. So like, for example, different companies have different structures. So like, you know, John... John Lewis, it might say like um, uh, 3% cashback on all electrical goods for new customers. So you could go, you could buy, I bought myself a pair of headphones, I got 3% cashback. Then it might be like, there's so many, so many different percentages or set fees. And um, that's a great way because you were going to spend that money anyway. So I highly recommend that. So that was a really good and easy way of making extra money. One that I really fucking hated and I hate it when people recommend it is surveys. Online surveys are so monotonous and boring. I did them for a little bit and I fucking hated it. Some people really love it. Some people, you know, I think it's too much reward, too much effort for such little reward so that was um one that I tried and I put in the bin and then fast forward to well 2019 but um having my side hustle so side hustle was obviously setting up a blog setting up an Instagram and yeah just over time making money from that so the different ways that I've made money from my side hustle which is now my main hustle is one-to-one clients um, I remember my first ever one-to-one client when they came to me and was like, hey, I was wondering if you could help me with my money. And I was like, oh my God, somebody wants to pay me to do this. And I charged an insanely low fee. Um, I actually did a really fucking good job that I was really proud of myself. And I built out this whole program and it's even the program that I, or the, yeah, the signature program I take people through today is largely based on that because it was rooted in great financial fundamentals. So yeah, so one-to-one clients, brand deals, so partnerships, um, sponsorships, ads, that kind of thing. Um, And obviously like, you know, when you're a content creator or an influencer, you don't want your page to be littered with ads. Well, I don't personally. I will only ever work with brands, companies um, or anything like that with um, brands that either I would use or work with or our values are the same um, or, or you know, if they've got products or services that I would recommend to people. So either ones that I would use or ones that I would recommend. So pretty much every, well, every brand I've ever worked with, if you went back through my page and looked at all the different ads, I've always, they've always fallen under that category. I did actually get um, approached by a massive company once and our values did not align and they offered me, it was about 
12 to 15,000 pounds to work with them. And I turned it down. I turned it down, guys, because I was like, I look, I'm not, I'm, even though I'm trying to run a business and live my life, I am in this for the long run and I can't afford my brand reputation to be ruined by working with you. So I didn't. I didn't do it. But yeah, so brand deals, workshops. I do a lot of workshops for both businesses and individuals and then also talks and events. Obviously, you guys all see me at talks, doing speaker events and things like that. Um, so that and then, yeah, obviously my side hustle turned into my main hustle, which is really fucking cool. So, yeah, they are all the different ways that over the last 10 years of me being in employment. I have made more well, actually 13 years because I started when I was 16, but that I've made money. And I hope you find that interesting because I think people talk about, you know, making money in all different ways and everybody makes money in a range of ways. But just because you, if you are a nine to fiver and you're listening to this, you don't have to only make money from your nine to five because pretty much all the extra stuff I did, I did whilst I was in my nine to five. And if you are self-employed or freelance or, you know, contractor, know that there are so many more ways that you can bring in income. And really you want to have as many different streams of income as possible. And that is going to be key because um, you're diversifying your income stream. So you're not relying on just one. So if you are a nine to fiver and you're just relying on your one income, what happens when that income goes? You either need other forms of income or you at least need to have an emergency fund. So if that money does stop, you are covered and you can go get yourself another jab. Um, There are so many other ways to make money. um, But like, I, I, you know, if I've ever like read an article that's like ways to ways to make money, right? They'll say things like start a blog or start a YouTube or be a content creator. They are fucking incredible ways to make money, but you have to be committed. You don't just wake up one day and then you start getting like brand deals. Like there is work behind it. Now, obviously in some instances that really does happen, but you have to take into account what effort do I want to put in to make extra money? And I think everybody's answer would be like, yeah, I just want it to be easy. Everybody want to make easy money. Everyone wants to make easy, quick money. But that is not always the way of the world. And it's more understanding why is it I want my money? What am I willing to do? Because there's things like, you know, you can cat sit, dog sit, you can babysit. You could, you know, offer your services on Fiverr or Upwork. Like if you do graphic design or if you video edit or if you copyright, like there are so many different ways you can make more money in that respect. But it's about really asking yourself, why is it I want more money? How am I going to feel about spending extra time making this money? How can I make it easy and effective for myself? And am I willing to put the time and the energy and the work in? And it's going to be different for everybody. And I don't think that we should uh, monetize all of our hobbies and side hustles because, um, well, side hustle is making money. So I don't think we should monetize all of our hobbies because there is actually stats to show that when you monetize a hobby, it then decreases the enjoyment you get from it. So we need to make sure that we have hobbies and leisurely activities that bring us joy that do not are not necessarily making us money, right? Um, Because that's important for our mental health. So yeah, that is a roundup of all the different ways I've made money. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm so grateful for every single one of you that listen to this podcast, that share it, share it with your friends, share it with your socials and tag me. I appreciate you so much. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, my DMs and my emails are open. So feel free to reach out. And also if you are sharing this with anybody who is new and they listen, we are making the conversation about money less taboo and helping people to get confident and feel empowered by money. And all of that it's possible with your support so I'm so grateful thank you again and have a great week